Hey there, this is Clay with Modern Love.Life, and I want to help you to create a great, loving, wonderful relationship with somebody who will genuinely love you, uh, where you do not need to play mind games, play hard to get, or pretend to be somebody that you are not in order to get the love that you want. Um, and I believe that you, be that you deserve to be loved for who you are. And if you believe the same thing and you like what we're doing here, please give me a thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Go ahead and uh, hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button so that you can get notifications next time we go live. And if you also like what we're doing, you'll probably also love our book over at modernlove.life slash book, coincidentally called Be Loved for Who You Are. Um, also, I wanted to just give you guys a quick reminder. I've forgotten to mention this over the past few days, but um, our iTunes podcast has been approved. It's in the iTunes area. Um, and uh, you can just go ahead and go to iTunes and type in Clay Andrews, and it should probably be the first thing that comes up, hopefully. Um, and uh, that's where you can go ahead and subscribe if you want to get the audio version of these videos as a podcast on your phone or whatever. Um, yeah, I know some people have been asking for that because it's more convenient for them to get the podcast than to have to listen to YouTube videos and all that. So that's available. You can go ahead and check it out. The link is down below this video in the description. Um, so with that being said, today's video is on how to stop seeking validation in relationships or from your ex. And this is really the fourth stage of getting over a breakup. And this is sad, but a lot of times people will get stuck in this stage because they, because they think that they're over their ex, and they don't realize that there's another fifth stage beyond this, which we'll talk about tomorrow, and they get stuck in this stage. And what happens at this stage is they've gotten through the first uh, three stages of getting over your ex, which we've talked about in the previous three videos, but just as a quick recap, those are the meltdown stage immediately after the breakup where you're having a very dramatic emotional reaction. There's the overinvested stage once those emotions die down a little bit, but your mind is still having these uh, hamster wheel thing going on where you're constantly thinking about your ex, constantly analyzing, overanalyzing, wondering why your ex did something, why your ex didn't do something, and so on and so forth. Then you have the roller coaster stage, which comes after that. Once you are feeling better, but you're, and you're starting to get out into the world and do things, but your emotions are very fragile. And you know when good things happen, you're like through the moon. When bad things happen, you're like totally cratered. And you're having, I mean, again, it's totally normal to have an emotional response to good things or bad things happening. But if it's um, stronger or more intense than your typical emotional response, it is a sign that you're at the roller coaster stage. Unfortunately, many people, think that this intense high emotion that they get when they start dating somebody is a great indication that the relationship is meant to be when in fact they're really just at the roller coaster stage and walking right into a rebound relationship. But anyway, once you get through that stage, you end up at the fourth stage, which is what we're talking about today, which we're calling the validation trap. And the validation trap is once your emotions have settled down a little bit, so you're coming out of that roller coaster stage. Um, you are now well past the panic and all that stuff when it comes to the breakup, but you are really entering into the dating world. I mean, you're probably entering into other areas of your life, but this is a dating and relationship channel. Um, so you're entering into the dating world consciously or unconsciously seeking validation from other people. So this could look a lot of different ways. Um, you know, you might be seeking 
validation from women. You know, if you're like a normal straight guy, you might be seeking validation from women by trying to, you know, learn how to seduce them or learn how to get a girl's phone number, become a pickup artist or something like that. Um, you're basically putting yourself out there in order to get validation from them in terms of, hey, them flirting back or them giving you their phone number, them going home with you or whatever. Uh, if you're uh, a straight woman and you're in this area, you may, you may experience that you're getting, uh, you're kind of addicted to the validation from men. So you might be doing the opposite side of that, you know, probably less uh, sexual focused, but, um, you know, there are many women that do have a validation issue with men. Um, it can also go in other areas of your life too, right? You can have validation issues with your parents. So you might, um, at least on the relationship level, obviously it carries over into other areas of your life, but you may be seeking validation from your parents. You know, your parents may have been pestering you like, oh, when are you gonna get married? When are you gonna settle down? When are you gonna find a nice guy, a nice girl? And uh, you know, start a family, I want some grandkids. And so you might be thinking about that as you're dating, like, oh, this is gonna make my mom happy. My mom's gonna finally accept me because I have this great boyfriend here or you know, whatever it might be. Um, you might be dating or having relationships with the conscious or unconscious intention of getting validation from your friends. Um, you know, maybe trying to keep up with all your friends who are maybe getting married these days or having babies or whatever, uh, or, or trying to get approval from them. Like, oh yeah, my friends are gonna think I'm so cool if I can get this really attractive person to be with me. They're gonna think, wow, you're like the man, you're the woman. I don't think women say that to each other, but um, <laughs> uh, you're, you're the woman. Um, and they want to be liked by their friends. And so they're having this be their agenda as they're going out and dating. Um, other forms of validation seeking could be social media, you know, become almost addicted to getting the likes, getting the retweets, all the, you know, whatever the, the, the little thing is that people do when they like your thing on whatever platform you use. We can become addicted to that and we say, oh yeah, if I post this picture of me with this hot, attractive person, then that's gonna get a lot of likes. People are gonna think I'm really cool. Better yet, maybe my ex will see it and they'll get jealous, which leads us to the next one, which is validation from your ex. Uh, oftentimes people will do things to try to get validation from their ex. You know, they may try to date somebody who they think is more attractive than their ex in order to make their ex jealous. They might try to um, make it seem like their life is better than their ex. You know, obviously on social media, we all try to present a curated version of our lives to the people that follow us. We don't talk about, hey, I'm in a really lousy place right now. At least most of us don't. Uh, or, hey, I had a really dull day. Or, hey, I had this really bland experience. Instead, we say, hey, this is my amazing life. Look at this. I'm, I'm on vacation in this wonderful island getaway, I just got a promotion, I'm getting married, we're having a baby, all of that stuff. And um, when you're scrolling through your social media feed, you might look at some of this stuff and you might start to feel insecure. You might start to say, hey, my life isn't this constant string of victories. I'm a human being, like any human being, and I have my own setbacks, my own challenges, right? But you have to understand is that a person's social media feed isn't a tr true reflection of their life, unless you know that's just an incredibly transparent, vulnerable, honest person, uh, which most people are not on social media. Instead, it's just the highlights. It's the curated things. It's the things that they want you to see. And so you have this gap because 
all of your friends are are happening in their life and you're having to live through sure some great things that are happening in your life but you're also having to live through all of the not so great things that happen in your life like maybe a breakup or something like that and so you feel this disconnect between everyone else and you and it causes you to feel maybe a little bit insecure like you're falling behind or something like that and so sometimes we uh, we do things to seek validation um, but yeah Oftentimes we try to seek validation from our ex, uh, whether it's by trying to make them jealous, trying to make them think that they are missing out because you know we're dating some like crazy hot person right now, or that your new life is better than their Facebook perfect life, Instagram perfect life, or um, even just trying to get validation because you know they're the one that rejected us, and if we can like convince them that we're okay, that we're cool, that we're worthy, then suddenly that, like erases that rejection or something like that in our mind. And as long as you're in this pattern of seeking out validation from others, you are going to be stuck in this validation trap. Your dating, your relationships are not about the person that you're dating. They're not about the relationship that you're in. They are about a quest for validation from other people. They are about a quest for, for validation from you know, those people that you follow on social media. And if, you know, if you can do this, then you'll finally be one of them. Or they're a quest for validation from your parents. Finally, you'll get approval from your mother if you can get married. They're a quest for validation from your friends. Finally, you're like an awesome person and you can get high fives all around or whatever because you are with an attractive person. You're with an awesome person. You're with somebody who's better than your ex. You can get validation from your ex because finally they're jealous of you. Finally, they realized that you know you were just dating down when you were with them and now you're with some you know crazy celebrity that's like ultra attractive or something like that um, finally you can get validation from any of these other places finally you can get validation from men or women in general finally you can get validation from yourself because you think that your life is adhering to some sort of pre-scripted way that your life should look because that's what normal people's lives look like when they're at this stage of their life or whatever it is, right? And as long as you're doing this, you are not 100% present with the person that you're actually dating, which is kind of a really lousy thing to do. You know, that person I mean, I don't know who they are or who they might be or who they potentially could be. It's a hypothetical person. But that person may want to genuinely be in a relationship with you. They might genuinely want to connect with you. They might genuinely want to have a loving bond with you. But if you're just using them as a means to an end because you think it's going to help you get over your ex or because you think it's going to make your ex jealous or because you think it's going to make your mother happy or because you think it's going to get all of your friends to give you high fives or because you think it's going to get you lots of likes on social media or because you think it's going to put you on some sort of arbitrary path in life and help you like keep up because you're supposed to be married by the time you're 30 or something like that, then that's not you being 100% there with them. And whatever flavor your validation trap may look like, it is blocking you from accessing a great, fully connected, genuine, wonderful relationship with somebody else. And the best way to let go of that, the best way to get past that, is to start to understand these stories that you're telling yourself about like, oh, I'm buying into this story that I need to be married by a certain age. 
I'm buying into this story that I need to be married at all. I'm buying into this story that uh, if, if women aren't, you know, swooning every time I walk by, that I'm a worthless person, that I'm not attractive, that I'm a, you know, beta male or something like that. If I am not uh, getting approval from my parents, then I'm a lousy son or daughter. If I'm not getting validation from my ex in some way, then that means that my ex was right to dump me and that uh, they're better off without me and that I'm like a failure of a, of a person or something like that. And if you can start to recognize these stories that you're telling yourself and disconnect from these stories and actually be present in your life right now, be present in your life with the person that maybe you're with, the person that maybe you're out on a date with, the person that you're spending time with. You can actually have a real emotional connection with them. You'll be able to bring 100% of your presence, 100% of your emotional um, presence to them. And that can help to create a bond between the two of you. That can help to bring the two of you together. That can create a really strong relationship. One that's not based on some arbitrary metric of validation. One that's based on actually caring for each other, actually bonding with each other, actually connecting with each other, actually valuing each other, actually building a life together. And I think that that is the best kind of relationship out there. So that's what I'd recommend if you wanted to get past the validation trap and if you actually want to have a great relationship, and if you actually want to get over your breakup once and for all, and if you actually want to be completely emotionally available. Because like I said in one of the earlier videos in this series, this spectrum that we're talking about, these five stages that we're talking about, they're not just about getting over a breakup, although they definitely apply to that, but they're actually about your personal journey towards being emotionally available. If you can make your interactions with somebody else about who that person is in front of you and what this present moment is like, that is the most emotionally available thing that you could possibly do. Whereas if your interactions are about some story about how you're going to be a successful person because you're married before you're 30 or because you, uh, you know, are, are, are dating some, someone who you think is hotter than your ex or something like that, then that's emotionally unavailable because you're taking that emotional energy that you could be putting into that relationship, that connection, that experience, and you're investing it instead into some arbitrary metric of like, oh yeah, my ex was a six and this person's a nine. Therefore, you know, I'm a winner. But whether or not you're with the six or whether or not you're with the nine, if you're too busy thinking about that, then you're not even there. You're not even there with that person. You're not even there to share their emotional journey. You're not even there to share that connection with them. You're not even there to uh, really bond with them. You're lost in your head. You're lost in your story. You're lost seeking validation from them. And there's gonna be this giant hole missing in your potential for a great loving relationship. And that's why oftentimes, a lot of times, people will get stuck in this validation trap and they'll just end up with this very jaded, very cynical view of the world where they you know, just think that all women want is a rich guy. They don't care about connection. They just want someone to make all their problems go away and to 
wave the money around and all that, or they think that, that men just want to, you know, sleep around. You got you to keep that body banging, otherwise he's going to start wandering eyes and he's going to cheat on you because men have no ability to control themselves. And if you're not a 10 out of 10, then he's eventually going to cheat on you. People end up with these, like, really jaded worldviews because they get lost in these stories and they're unable to see the person that they're with as a human being. Sure, there are probably people out there who just want to be with a guy who's got money. There's probably guys out there who just want to be with the hottest girl he can find. But chances are, those aren't the right people for you. If you're watching this channel, you probably resonate with some aspect of the message that I'm putting out there, which is that you deserve to be loved for who you are. You deserve to have a great relationship. And you don't need to play mind games. You don't need to pretend to be somebody that you're not. You don't need to play hard to get. And if that's what you believe, then those aren't the right people for you. And so you don't need to worry about them. You don't need to obsess about them. Let them go. Let them chase down their other, you know, forms of validation, whatever that may look like. Be present in this moment. Be connected to the person that's right in front of you. Let go of the stories. Let go of the arbitrary timelines and meanings and other ways that we seek validation. And just enjoy your experience with the person in front of you. And that's how you get to the fifth stage of getting over a breakup, which we will talk about tomorrow. If you're watching the replay um, as of tomorrow, I will have uploaded the link to that video up there. But anyway, thank you so much for watching this video. Um, if you like what we're doing, you probably also love our book. It's over at modernlove.life slash book. It's called Be Love For Who You Are. Uh, I appreciate every single time somebody picks up a copy of that. Um, but yeah, let's see what folks are talking about in the comments section. Back now, you're lagging here. Oh, well, hopefully that... Uh, clear itself out. <laughs> Hello, Clay. Nice to see you. Hello, Helen. Nice to see you again. I think I missed you for the past couple of days. I had, I had kind of a weird um, schedule because I had some like appointments and things, so I wasn't going live at the typical time. Um, Nocturnal Mystic says, thank you. Well, that's a very interesting name, Nocturnal Mystic. Hey, Clay, my ex-girlfriend thinks that my behavior won't change, saying that I doubted her love. How can I show her that this isn't the case? If we, are if we are not currently in contact. Okay, so there's a common misconception that, um, you know, you have your life, it's whatever it is, and then whenever you're around your ex, or whenever you're around somebody that you're attracted to, or whenever you're around somebody that you want to be with, you have to, like, turn it on. You have to turn on your game. You have to, uh, you know, really bring out the skills then. But that implies that that's not who you are. That implies that you have to put on an act in order to get the love that you want. That implies that you have to seek validation from others in order to get what you want. And what I am asking you to do through all of these 500 plus videos that I've so far made on this channel and through all the work that I've done is for you to integrate the person that you want to be into your day-to-day -day life so that it's not an act so that you can genuinely appreciate her love for you, so that you can genuinely be a changed man, whether or not she is looking 
whether or not she's there, whether or not she's in contact with you, because there will come a time when maybe she sees you from across the street and she, um, you know, doesn't wave at you and call you out or something. Or maybe she calls you out of the blue and you don't have time to put your game face on. Or maybe she, uh, maybe a friend of hers like sees you and talks with you and then communicates it back to her or something. And there's gonna come a time when something unpredictable happens. And if you're caught as you know your normal self, um, she's gonna know that it wasn't a real change. It was just, you know, talk. It was just promising up and down that you're gonna change when really you hadn't. And she doesn't wanna be in a relationship with an act. She doesn't wanna be in a relationship with somebody who's pretending to be something that they're not. She doesn't wanna be in a relationship with somebody who's trying to fake it till they make it or anything. She just wants to be in a relationship with somebody who genuinely loves her. So I'm not saying that you're not doing this, but I want you to really step into that place where, again, I don't know the specific details of your situation, but I want you to step into the place where you can show gratitude for what you have in your life, whether she's looking or not. I want you to be in the place where you can really demonstrate change that you're not the person that she broke up with, whether she's there or not. Because the more you practice this, the more habitual it will become. The less conscious effort you will need to put into it from you know, a, an anatomical standpoint. It goes from your uh, neocortex, the front part of your brain, where you take in new information, you have to like, consciously do things, and it will move down into your limbic brain, where it becomes almost um, anchored into your emotional um, world. And then further down, it'll get anchored into the place where you automatically become it. And as this happens, it will become second nature to you. You will not have to think about it. It will just be who you are. That way, whenever she catches you, whether you're ready or not, you will be that man. And she will know it because she will, you know, people talk about, you're like, oh yeah, women test me all the time or men test me all the time or whatever. Is it a test? How do I pass the test? The way that you pass the test is to realize that the test is there the person is testing you to reveal your true character. And the way that you pass the test isn't to like memorize a bunch of lines, memorize every possible contingency plan, and uh, have some sort of like suave thing to say to like paper it over. The way that you pass the test is to be the person that that other person wants to be in a relationship with. And if you can do that, then you can pass any test because you will always be that person. It's not an act you have to put on. It's not a set of lines that you have to put on. Like people put on these tests to other people because they're so used to fakers. They're so used to people playing mind games. They're so used to people pretending to be someone that they're not. And they're trying to basically just test to see if that's really you or if it's just an act that you're putting on. And they'll give you these like sideways things that you can't see coming, these unpredictable things that you can't see coming in order to test what your true character is. And so that's the way that you pass the test, is that you be the kind of person that uh, that person wants to be in a relationship with, you know, assuming the two of you are compatible. Okay, what else are folks talking about? Hi Clay, I'm stuck between wanting to move on and wanting to be with my ex. When I decide I want to move on, he pops up calling me about his day and uh, what should I do because he is at riding the dragon? Okay, so first what I want you to do is I want you to think about would you and your ex actually be good together? What are you looking for in a man? 
like actually think about this. What are you looking for in a man? What are his maybe five qualities that he has to have for you to like legitimately be interested in being with him? And you, you don't have to say he has to be attractive. I have to be attracted to him or something because I'm going to take it as a given that uh, if you're considering being with somebody in a relationship that you're attracted to them. Um, I want you to think about what are the qualities, you know, is he going to be honest? Is he going to follow through? Is he seem like he's a good father figure? Is he consistent? You know, like a lot of, a lot of women want to be with a guy who's going to be a great father. Okay, fine. Look for a guy who has what you would consider to be traits of a great father, like patience, consistency, reliability, all of that stuff. Or if you want to be with uh, a great husband or a great wife, who do you, what, what are some qualities that you think a great husband or a great wife would have? You know, understanding, compassion, supportive, all like, think about these things. And then look at this person. Is this a person that like flits in and out of your life? If they are, might not be a great father, might not be a great husband. Um, you have to think about what it is you want and does this person have those things? If they don't have them, let them go. They're probably a great match for someone else, but maybe not for you. Then, of course, think of some deal breakers, too. What are some things that you don't want to put up with in any relationship? Like maybe it's cheating. Does this person have a track record of cheating? If they do, apparently cheating's okay with them in certain contexts, under certain conditions and all that. And if that's not something you want to deal with, that's fine. doesn't mean that they're wrong for cheating in the past. doesn't mean that you're, like, righteous or anything for not wanting to be with a cheater. It just means that the two of you may not be a good fit to, co to go together. So I want you to like look at your ex, evaluate whether he has the qualities that you're really looking for in a boyfriend, in a husband, in a father, in for your future children, if you're thinking that way, um, or in whatever it is that you're wanting to create with him. And then if, if he does have those qualities, cool, great. Advance to the next step and um, do what you may need to do in order to create that great emotional connection that will allow the two of you to get back together. But if he doesn't have those qualities, do the loving thing for him, let go of him so that he can find somebody who is the right match for him, and do the loving thing for you, which is to let go of him so that you can welcome in the right guy who's going to be the person for you, who's going to be that great husband, who's going to be that great father, who's going to be that great partner, who's going to be that great boyfriend, who's going to be the exact man that you want. Because you can't force somebody to change. You can't force him to change. Yeah, he might be flawed in certain ways. He might be 80% there or whatever. But you can't force him to change. Ultimately, if he is going to change, it has to be because he wants it. It's not the power of your love that's going to force him to change. It's not memorizing some secret NLP hypnotic script or something that's going to force him to actually want to change. What's going to make him want to change is when he wants to change. He might change at some point in the future, but if he's not there right now, then he's not the right guy for you right now, and you just want to let him go. Maybe you come back in touch with him, you know, a couple months or a year later or something, and he has changed. If that's, if that's what's happened, cool, great. Go with it then, but you have to accept him as the man that he is right now. So uh, that's what I'd suggest when it comes to kind of being pulled in two ways between wanting to get back together with your ex and wanting to move on is you have to say, okay, if we were to actually get together, would this be the kind of relationship that I want? Would this be the kind of partner that I want to be with? Would this be the kind of thing that I could accept 100% without needing to change him, without needing him to be different, without needing him to be more compassionate, without needing him to be more understanding or anything like that? So I um, hope that helps you out.
What else are you guys talking about? Okay. Um, you know, I've slowly learned to let go of my ex because I realize I am a person of high value. If this person really loved me and treasures me, he will try to find a way to seek this treasure. Yeah, I mean, the, when it comes to getting back together with an ex, there's, there's really two factors involved, right? There's the one factor where it's like, okay, you have to do all of that stuff that I just talked about. Um, and then you, there, you also have to say, okay, well, if we are a good fit and they're still not um, connecting with us, well, what's going on, right? It's probably because of something that happened in the past that's keeping us apart. And if that's the case, and we're still a good fit to be together, then we have to overcome that uh, emotional baggage. We have to actually overcome that, uh, that emotional resistance towards interacting with us, towards being close to us and all of that. And if somebody is the right fit for you, but there's that emotional block, um, then that's something that you overcome by how you interact with them, by how you communicate with them, by how you uh, relate and bond with them, You know the advanced relational skills that we talk about. But I don't want you to just be like, Okay, cool. My 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 ex is not somebody that I that's a perfect fit for me. But now I'm going to try and make it work. Let's bring out those advanced relational skills because, you know, it's like it's like climbing a mountain. It it would be awful to climb a mountain and get to the top and realize that it was the wrong mountain, right? You don't want that, and I don't want you to end up getting back together with your ex or getting into a relationship only to realize that it's the wrong relationship. Um, Sometimes people can be the right person for us, but they don't pursue us. They don't treasure us because of some past baggage that happened. And if that is the case, that's where things like our ex-solution program training come into play. But um, you know, if, if the two of you just aren't a good fit to be together in general, then that's where uh, you have to really take an honest and sobering look and say, okay, is this really likely to lead to a great relationship? Okay, guys, so we're at the 30-minute mark. Going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to meet up with my wife uh, later this afternoon for lunch. Uh, our favorite restaurant in the neighborhood is actually going out of business at the end of the month, so this is kind of our last hurrah. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, sorry for the technical issues where I forgot to actually plug the microphone in at the beginning of this video. Uh, if you were on that first video, sorry about that. But, hey, it looks like... 34 people have made it here to this video and they've watched this long. So thanks so much for sticking with me all this time. But yeah, give me a thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. And uh, if you want to support what we're doing, check out our book over at modernlove.life slash book. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow, probably at the same time, 12 o'clock noon Pacific time, which I guess is 3 Eastern time. And you can extrapolate for whatever time.